0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made into wine, he knew not whence it had come, but the servants which drew the water, they knew. Therefore the governor of the feast called to the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worst is brought out. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This was the beginning of the miracles done by Jesus in Canaan of Galilee, which manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. John chapter 2, verse 9. Through eleven, The passage that we just read is the closing of the account of when Jesus turns the water into wine at the marriage supper, the first recorded miracle of Jesus in Galilee. Therefore, I want to point out to you today that for the believer of the scriptures, the miracles of Jesus's earthly ministry both began here in this passage and ended at the Passover supper with his disciples before his crucifixion. With wine. But yet did he save the best wine. For last. Both of these accounts. The beginning and the end were marriages. In the first he turned water into wine. And in the last. He turned wine. Into blood. The first represents the first covenant. A type and shadow. Of the better one. To come. The last is the fulfillment of what was first spoken of. A marriage between the bride and God's son. The two become one, and he becomes their covering, their spiritual husband. We read of this in Matthew chapter 26, verse 27, where it says, And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it unto them, saying, Drink ye of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which I shed for many for the remission of their sins." you see my friend there was a custom in the time of jesus that when a bridegroom would become espoused to his bride there would be a supper in her father's house and there would be a cup shared between them and when they both drank of it it was the sealing of the commitment or the covenant Between them, therefore, when the disciples representing the church drank of that cup of communion that night with Jesus, they were coming into agreement to be the bride of Christ. Him then being their spiritual husband was able to cover them, to take their punishment, to stand and pay the penalty with his very life, because God says that that is the purpose of a husband to protect and cover his wife. In that moment, did Jesus do what Adam did not in the garden? When Eve sinned, he blamed her for it. But in Gethsemane, when we sinned, Jesus took the blame for it. Yet while the marriage process has begun on that night 2,000 years ago, at that Passover supper in that upper room, it has not fully been completed. Because that once the engagement or agreement was accepted, Did he leave to go and prepare a place for us to come and dwell with him forever under his father's covering? You see, the tradition of the time was once they were engaged, then the bridegroom would leave the bride. There would be a season for her preparation, her purification, for her to become ready to receive him and forever be with him. In that time period, he would go to prepare a place for them in his father's house. He would build on to the house a new dwelling for them. So did Jesus leave? to do this, and he will come back again with New Jerusalem and call his bride to the marriage supper of the Lamb where we will forever be with him. If you have stayed faithful, if you have stayed committed, if you have continued to wait for him with anticipation, if you have made yourself ready, if you have gone through the purification. In fact, it tells us in the book of Revelations that when Jesus returns, He will return for a pure and spotless bride, saying that the bride that is received of him on that day will have purified themselves, making themselves white. Now we understand that it is by the blood of Jesus that we are able to do this, but it is of our free will that we choose what he has made available to us. We have to turn away the other lovers. We have to pursue the process of sanctification. We have to humble ourselves every day. We have to choose To obey, we have to say no. When the enemy of our soul comes to tempt us to commit spiritual adultery and walk away from faithfulness to our husband, the Antichrist himself will do this with all certainty. He will demand that those who follow him renounce Christ and receive a mark of allegiance, the mark of the beast, and it will give you all manner of peace and security, financial ability to be part of a system. That is set apart from God's holiness. My friend, don't fall for it. Keep waiting for Jesus. Because at the end of this dispensation, there will be a wrath poured out upon all the nations. And the only way of escape from it is those who are covered by their spiritual husband. Because the cup that Jesus drank that day for us was the cup of wrath. He's already paid the price for our sins if we stay obedient and loyal to him, if we maintain our faith in everything that he spoke to us. And part of what he spoke to us was to abstain from these things that the enemy will bring upon the children of disobedience. It is a lack of faith in what Jesus had to say to participate or put our trust in the things of the land and the Antichrist system. These are hard sayings, but they are in the scripture. Because on that final day, when the wrath of God is poured out upon the nations, there will be one safe place. That place that Jesus went to prepare for us, his bride. And he will call us in to the marriage supper of the Lamb, in that house prepared by him, New Jerusalem. For it is surely coming but only for those who take the marriage covenant serious, because when it does, it will come with one more cup. This other cup is not for us who believe, but for those who refused to receive the one that Jesus was offering, the cup of communion and marriage. It is this other cup that will contain the wine of the wrath of God, which will pour out at the same time that the bride is taken in to the protection of the place that her husband has provided for them. My friend, make sure that you are found faithful and waiting for him when this happens, because this cup of wine is not one of celebration. It's the one that Jesus drank for us in the Garden of Gethsemane on that fateful day Yet is it still waiting for the wicked and unbelieving who have rejected him as their husband, the ones who have not submitted to his teachings, who have not followed his leading, who have not tended to his family? These are they who will weep at his returning because that they were not ready, and they will drink of the cup of the wrath that he offered to drink for them if only they had repented and fully believed him in Matthew chapter 26 verse 39 we read this account of him in the garden of Gethsemane when it says that he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying oh my father if it be possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not my will but thy will be done in the book of Revelations, chapter 19, verse 7, it says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, white and clean, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God, my friend believe them in 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 8 we read this but let us who are of the day be sober putting on the breastplate of faith and of love and for a helmet the hope of salvation for God hath not appointed us unto wrath but to obtain salvation from it by our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us that rather we wake or sleep we should live together with him. My friend, it is all recorded in Scripture throughout the Bible, from the beginning to the end, from Genesis to Revelations. God has warned of this, and every word that He has ever spoken has proven true to this moment, and everything that is yet to come will be fulfilled in its fullness. My friend, choose to believe it and keep your faith in the message of Jesus, the complete message not just the parts that are easy and pleasing. In Revelations chapter 14 verse 9 it says this and the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. This is coming very quickly upon us. Jumping back to chapter 9 we read this and the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice if any man worships The beast and his image. And receives his mark in their forehead or in his hand. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. My friend, take the word of God serious. These were warnings given directly to us by Jesus. Do not receive the mark of the beast do not worship his image do not choose to be part of his system for financial stability or security these promises will fail you in the end they will not save you he is not a faithful husband trust in Jesus be covered in his blood and you'll be gathered by him at his returning and taken to New Jerusalem that place prepared for you by your spiritual husband. He's already proven that his love is true, that he's willing to even die for you. Trust him. He'll come through when you need him to. His promises are sure. His word is faithful and true. In all of the dispensations of creation from the beginning of men until his returning, he has never failed us. And he's not about to. Stand fast. Be faithful to him. Let the things of the world fall away as you make yourself ready for his returning, as a bride does for her husband. Not becoming more lazy or unconcerned, but becoming all the more excited and assured and all the more ready to walk away from everything to be with him in their new beginning. Because the eighth day is coming. Drink of that communion cup now and hold fast to your spiritual husband, rejecting all others who come to steal you from him. Or drink of the cup of wrath that will be poured out on the wicked and the unbelieving and those who have bent the knee to the Antichrist, his image, and the mark of the beast. It is amazing thing the way our God and King does things always declaring the end from the beginning. This is no different that even in the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry, God gives a type and shadow, a prophetic proclamation of its destination. It begins with a wedding, it begins with a cup, it begins with the wine, and in it he shows us that this is where it's all going to end up. In fact, Jesus himself often gave many parables of what the coming of God and the kingdom of heaven would be like in one of them. He says, it is like a man who throws a wedding ceremony for his son and he invites his servants to attend it, but they all are so busy with their own selfish ambitions that they miss it. So he extends the invitation to everyone. He says, go out into the highways and the byways And let all know that they can come in. And as men do begin to come in, there is one found among them who is not dressed in wedding apparel. And the master of the wedding says to him, How dare you come in here without a proper wedding garment on? And he is cast out into outer darkness, my friend. According to the book of Revelations, that wedding garment is the righteousness of the saints. That white robe that is given to those who have faith in every word that Jesus had to say. He came in without his garment. He wasn't covered even though he was invited. This is the passage where Jesus tells us that many are called but few are chosen. Because you see, everyone had an invitation. Everyone has an opportunity to come to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But not everyone will get in. Some will be cast into outer darkness. Because they didn't prepare. They didn't make their garments white. They were not clothed in the righteousness of God. In another parable that Jesus gives us, he talks about ten virgins... Five of them are wise because they keep their lamps trimmed so that they can have light. For when the bridegroom comes a-shouting, but five are foolish. They let their fire burn out. They let the oil run out. So then all of a sudden, in the night, when the bridegroom shows up unannounced, they are surprised and they all jump up and they realize, Oh no, I don't have the oil. I'm not ready. For the wedding ceremony and there is no time left for them to refill it the oil always represented the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God my friend the King is coming our bridegroom will return will you be found ready or as Jesus put it will there be faith in the earth have you maintained Have you kept your lamps trimmed and the flame burning, bright, shining in the night and the oil filled up? Or will you be caught unaware and not allowed to come when the bride of Christ is gathered into New Jerusalem and the wrath of God is poured out on all the rest of the world and the wicked? There is still a wine cup, the final harvest after the barley which was Jesus after the wheat, which are the saints, the grape harvest, the crushing, the pressing, the one that Jesus took for us in Gethsemane. Do you believe the teachings of Jesus? Let us take communion as the Spirit leads us with more understanding and severity. And let us daily live our lives preparing To meet our Bridegroom in purity. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.